You are listening to episode 21 of the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. This or that thinking. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. All right, let's get started. Hello. What's going on with you today? Are you happy or sad? Are you warm or cold? Are you on track or off track? This or that? Today, it is raining. It is not sunny. And I'm in the mood thinking about how often our brains love to sort. I know we've talked before about our mind's predisposition to notice events that are risky or negative. It's part of how we survive, having minds that pay attention to things that might be scary or disruptive. After all, if my voice represents a human, no problem. But if you hear my voice and your brain connects it to a bear or an earthquake, your mind wants to alert you to that right away. I thought it'd be really fun in this episode to talk about why your mind prefers this or that thinking, the unexpected ways this can show up in your everyday life, and how introducing both and and what if can open up your creativity and actually reduce your stress. So let's start with that first thing. Why does our brain do the sorting mechanism in the first place? Let's face it, I adore the human brain. It's such a sophisticated machine, but it's a little cantankerous. It's kind of like a grumpy Muppet or Oscar the Grouch. Grumbling, skeptical, kind of suspicious, always sure something's gonna go wrong. So, of course, this brain, this reactive brain, wants to sort. Did you know that your brain uses approximately 20% of resting energy just to operate? Just to maintain readiness for response? If you are interested in understanding why your brain has that much devoted to resting energy, and the neurological factors, definitely check out an article I've linked to in the show notes. They actually describe like the protein pumps and the things that are in the ready. It's it's fascinating. But for today, in the interest of time, we're just going to keep it to the simple understanding that our brain in their system, our brain and our body are designed to put so much resource into our ability to obtain information and then react and respond. So, of course, your brain sorts quickly. It tries to match the information coming in against what it already knows, right? Your mind is a learning machine. It's constantly sorting this or that against the mental archive that you've developed over your life experience. You basically run today's input or stimulus against the information that you've experienced directly or information you've been told or 
things that you've seen modeled from other people's experiences. So can you see how this can create challenges in our modern life? This question of how does that show up today? We're no longer worried about the scary sound outside the tent or outside the cave. So this or that thinking ends up showing in unexpected ways in our modern life. I'll give a specific example. Imagine you're having a conversation at work. Your brain is sorting the other person's words. Are they pleased or displeased? They're looking at the body language. Should you feel confident or self-conscious? It's creating real-time calibrations based on the actual things coming into your mind, what you can see, what you can hear, what you can smell, and then calibrating that against your history with them, your history with similar conversations, your ideas about yourself, so on and so on. And this is all happening so quickly. This might show up in in you just sitting at work and getting a sense that the conversation isn't going very well or that you're knocking it out of the park and you're totally crushing it, like in a good way. And another way this sorting mechanism shows up in modern life is in right or wrong thinking. I work with clients a lot on their decision-making, and I know we spend a lot of time on decision-making and follow-through on this podcast. And the question usually comes up of like, oh, I want to know, am I making the wrong decision? Am I avoiding making a wrong decision? And the problem with this line of thinking is that, quite honestly, it's nearly impossible to tell if a decision will seem right or wrong to your mind in the future. I mean, for one thing, there are often multiple variables in any modern decision, right? It's not like we're making these simple decisions in a vacuum. A lot of times the things that we spend our mental effort on thinking right or wrong are things that have a lot of dimension to them. Quite honestly, you just get to decide, plain and simple, if a decision that you made was right for you. So let's slow down and think about it. When there's a decision that's determined to be right or wrong, I have a parable that can illustrate this. Yay, it's story time on the podcast. All right, so this is the story and I'm just going to read it aloud to you. It's the old man who lost his horse. A farmer had only one horse, and one day his horse ran away, and the neighbor said, oh, I'm so sorry. This is such bad news. You must be so upset. And the man just said, we'll see. And a few days later, the horse came back with a wild horse following, and the man and his son corralled the horses, and the neighbor said, hurrah, that's such good news. You must be so happy. And the man just said, we'll see. And then the wild horse threw the man's only son, breaking both of his legs. And the neighbor said, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. This is such bad news. You must be so upset. And the man just said, we'll see. The country went to war and every able-bodied young man was drafted to fight. The war was terrible and killed all the young men. But the farmer's son was spared since his broken legs prevented him from being drafted. And the neighbor said, Congratulations! This is such good news. You must be so happy. And the man just said, We'll see. And you can imagine that that parable would go on and on and on. 
So was losing the horse a good thing or a bad thing? Depends on the eye of the beholder. If you decided to move to this city or that city, is it a right or wrong decision? It all really comes down to how you tell the story. Now we're going to move into one of my favorite teachings on how to open up your creativity and reduce stress. Your brain, your beautiful, hardworking brain, will default to this or that thinking. It's kind of its job. Isn't that great news? But you can choose any or all of the following words as frequently as possible to really unlock your creativity. Do you want to know the list? The list of words that will unlock your creativity are yes and both. What if? Oh, beautiful brain. Thank you for your service. And sorting, by definition, closes options. So let's come back to that work conversation, that example. What if you decided not to sort your participation or the outcome and make it right or wrong? What if you decided ahead of time to say, I will do my best to show up as I intend and I will be open to the feedback from the other person and I will avoid making the feedback mean anything. I'll avoid making it mean this or that. I will look at the feedback. I will look for multiple outcomes. I will look for where both and yes could also apply here. Or say you're working on a decision. Maybe it's a purchase decision or an experience you want to have with your family. You can say, I can do research and I can limit the time I spend on planning and I can run a test to prove my concept out. And no matter how the test works out, I can remember that I showed up with intention and integrity, that I will acknowledge both of these things when I tell the story to myself later, that I did my best, and there's unpredictability in decision-making. There's yes, both, and those beautiful words that open up the thinking, open up the creativity, but I also include what if in this creativity toolkit. So what if a decision could be both right and wrong? What if in that work conversation you did your best and there's room to improve? What if is such a fun thought sparker? Do you see how expansive? Let's say, oh, I need to choose this or that. It's right or wrong. Notice how that feels in your body when you think right or wrong. There's some tension there. But what if you also connect to how you feel when you hear the words yes and both? What if? Do you feel a sense of expansion there? Expansion is where creativity lives. And creativity is where new thoughts and solutions come from including adjusting and growing your self-concept. What if you just decided that you can be generous and you can be selfish sometimes and that you'll just look at those experiences, you know, neutrally and adjust your self-concept and your next behaviors accordingly? What if there's no judgment about being happy and sad, even about the same event? Have you ever had that happen to you when you're 
Feeling good about a decision that you made, even when it hurts to live into it a little bit. I mean, I think every one of us has had kind of a bittersweet thing. Like, for example, you know, getting a new job at a new company and feeling really excited about the opportunity, but also feeling a little sad or even worried about leaving what you know and your work friends behind. What ideas does all of this spark for you? So today we talked about why the mind prefers this or that thinking. It's just working for you and it's just working as fast as it can. It doesn't have time for a lot of gray. It's just like, this is good or bad, right or wrong. You know, it's just sorting. We talked about unexpected ways this can show up in your everyday life. It's not necessarily a matter of life or death. It can show up in analysis paralysis of thinking too much when you're going through a decision or being in very black and white thinking. A lot of times when your mind is stuck, ask yourself if you're in black or white, this or that thinking and see if you can introduce both and what if or yes to open up your creativity. And do you know when your creativity opens up? Mm, I tell you what can happen. It really reduces your stress. Creative problem solving makes you feel empowered. And empowerment actually makes you feel in control and reduces your stress hormone. We'll actually be talking about that in a couple of weeks. But this week, I want to make sure to give you your coach Lisa's homework. This week, your homework is to pay attention to sorting thinking. Notice how many times your mind drops input into one category or another. Get into the habit of asking yourself, is there any other way I could describe the situation? What would be another version of this story? Or you could ask yourself, how could both or and apply in this situation? Are there any ands that I'm not seeing? I like to really get playful and when I'm working with clients and I'm like, oh, it, it looks like your mind is doing some sorting. Do you think we could invite Anne to the party here? And we kind of laugh, which diffuses that stress. But it also, then it's amazing to watch people open up to creativity. If we just say, let's just take or out of your sentences for the next three minutes and we're just going to include and. Let's try to see how many and clauses we could throw out there in three minutes, for example. And you can definitely do the same thing, too. All right, my friends, opening your thinking leads to amazing, concise decisions that are fun to live into. I'm going to say that again. When you open your thinking into both and what if, it actually leads you to amazing, concise decisions. I think some people wonder if doing this work of bringing in and will keep them in planning or research mode. But it's funny how actually the opposite does seem to be true. It's like, oh, it could be this or that. Oh, well, if it's going to be this or that, then I'm just going to decide this. And it can be very concise and decided. And it can be really fun to live into something that came from and energy or what if energy instead of, oh, I had to choose from two bad options. That's our brain story sometimes. So see how it works for you or not, pun intended. It's your choice. And I hope you try opening yourself up to yes and both 
or what if. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying what you're learning, I'd love to have you as a member of the Less Stress, More Fun community on Facebook. Join me there to continue the conversation from the podcast. Plus, you'll get access to things I share only with community members. I'll talk to you next week.